I'm Kyle Northcutt. Welcome to the Kids Learn Career Show. Each week, I ask a different person about their job so you can know what your options are out in the world. My guest today is Michelle Hansen, the co-founder of Geocode.io. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hi, Kyle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for being here. First off, can you tell me what Geocode.io is? Yeah, so we call it Geocodeo, and it is a software company that my husband and I started together eight years ago. And uh, basically what we do is that um, a computer doesn't understand an address. It only understands latitude and longitude coordinates. So like, um, like a GPS coordinate, for example. So, um, so what we do is we turn addresses into latitude and longitude coordinates so that computers can understand them. But then also, for example, if you have a GPS, um, it would find a location using those coordinates. So then we help people turn those coordinates back into addresses so that humans can understand them. And then we also help people add other information about a location that you can only get if you have those coordinates. So for example, if you want to know what somebody's time zone is, if you wanna know that they're in East Coast time versus Central or Mountain or West, for example, um, to figure that out with a computer, you actually need those coordinates first. So we help people um, basically work with latitude and longitude uh, information. Well, that's cool. It seems like a really interesting job. Yeah, we really enjoy it. Yeah. So what kinds of things do you actually do day to day at work? So I am the sort of product and business side of the company. And my husband um, is a developer. So um, I spend a lot of my time um, talking to existing customers, um, both helping them um, do things with our product, but also understanding why they need it in the first place. That's a, a really big focus for me so that we know what we should build or add or change. Um, I talk to um, people who want to buy our service. So uh, negotiating with them, with contracts, all that kind of paperwork type stuff. Um, also coordinating everything with our invoicing and bookkeeping, then also the marketing side as well. So um, adding new pages to our website that explain what we do or um, maybe a step-by-step -step article that helps someone um, do a project they're trying to do that involves coordinates. Um, and then also, you know, working um, on the data side and, and making sure that uh, if we need new data sources. So for example, um, in the US and Canada right now, um, they're changing political districts, congressional districts. Mm -hmm. And since we help people add that information, we had to go into every state and um, find those new data sources where they give people the maps for where those districts are, for example. Oh, wow. um, and then so also, you know, thinking about the, the product's direction as well. So making decisions about which features should we have and how exactly should they work? And uh, what about in this case and, and that case? And kind of thinking through all of those different um, situations that can come up um, in a product. Wow, that sounds like a lot to do. Yeah, I think having a, a software company that you're running as two people is, is a lot. So when did you first know you wanted to do this? Well, it's, it's a funny question. Um, I don't think I 
I never really dreamed of having my own software company. That was never um, something I thought about, but my husband and I definitely wanted to build things together. We started building apps together in about 2012, 2013. And Geocodio came out of a need that we had ourselves. We built an app that let you see which grocery stores and coffee shops were open near you. And um, we, we needed this for, for that app. And so, but we both had um, full-time jobs um, elsewhere. And so it wasn't actually for about until three years after we started the company that I realized that I wanted to um, work for our company full-time. Oh, wow. So I know you already kind of talked about this a bit, but did you do anything else before this? And can you tell us a bit more about the path you took to get here? Um, yeah. So actually, when I graduated from college, uh, I really wanted to work in politics. And um, I lived in Washington, D.C., and I ended up working at a uh, web development agency. So they made websites for, um, for, yeah, for, for people who wanted websites or apps or things like that. Um, and that is what got me into um, doing uh, product work, actually. So I was a technical project manager there and um, started working with their online fundraising product. And that made me really love um, building online uh, products. And so I ended up leaving that company and then going to work at another company full-time um, as what we call a product manager. And um, absolutely loved that role. But um, a few years, about three years into that, our company was just growing so much that, um, that I needed to work on our company full-time instead. Oh, wow. That's a really cool story. So what do you like most and least about your job? What I like most is, um, the freedom and autonomy that I have to, um, you know, decide what our priorities are and where the business is going and, um, being able to make decisions big and, and small and that, um, you know, that the, the direction of the company is our responsibility, right? I, I like having um, that, that kind of responsibility and having that, um, you know, direct influence um, over the, the future of the company. And quite frankly, I also love talking to our customers. They have such interesting things to say. And um, it's just really cool to talk to people in so many different industries and jobs um, about what they do and uh, how we help them. It's, it's always such a fun surprise. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, a word from our sponsor. Looking for a way to start making some good money this summer? Start a neighborhood recycling business picking up extra plastics that can't go in your curbside recycling bin, but can be recycled at multiple locations throughout your city. I started doing this over a year ago and make about $150 a month for about an hour's worth of work. I don't know about you, but that's way more than my normal allowance. I even teamed up with my good friend Micah and created a course that teaches you exactly how to create a business like this yourself. Check out kidsgreenteam.com for more information. Okay, let's get back to the show. So what level of education do you have? Was that required for your job? So education was not necessarily required. There are a lot of people who are self-taught developers. I know you've had uh, several on this show. Mm -hmm. Um but my education is I have a uh, bachelor's degree in international affairs and economics. 
so not related at all to what I do, but um, you know, something that, that I never really, uh, no one ever told me when I was a kid or a teenager was that uh, as much as what you learn in college, you also get to meet other people who are passionate about the same things as you. And that's so exciting. And you, uh, it's not only so much fun, but you learn so much from being around other people who are interested in similar things and trying things out with them, building things with them. Um, we, we started making WordPress websites together with my, my friends and I in college. And that's really how I got into uh, working with the internet and software. Um, so, um, so that was my bachelor's. And then I also have a master's degree uh, in business. So an MBA in global business. And that's more related to what I do. <laughs> yeah. So did you enjoy getting your degrees? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, I absolutely loved college. Um, it was, it was so much fun. And after being in school for so long, uh, through, you know, elementary, middle and high school and not really having much choice over which classes I would take, it was really fun to be able to pick all of my classes in college and, um, spend my time on things that I found interesting. I really enjoyed that. Um, business school was definitely more challenging and had, uh, less, uh, control over the classes that I took, but I got to do some really cool study abroad classes and went to India and Dubai, Finland, Sweden, um, Denmark as part of the program. And I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, that does sound like a lot of fun. So how much money would someone starting out in your field expect to make and what's the long-term income potential? So that's a really interesting question. So someone starting out as, um, I, I would say what my my job is, is a product manager. I think if I had to go out and get a job working someone else, that's the kind of role um, I would apply for. Um, a starting salary, of course, depends on where you are, but it's probably around... 60, uh, 60 to 70 thousand dollars a year. Um, and but a senior product manager can make you know upwards of a of 150 thousand dollars a year. Oh, wow, that and seems like a lot, yeah. And uh, you know, if you worked in a big company, a big mm-hmm. tech company, for example, um, and you know, software is only growing, there are more and more industries that are uh, moving from doing things on paper to using software for them. So there's a lot of growth in product management. Wow. Yeah. So how much free time do you have? Like, do you work a traditional 40-hour work week more or less? I probably work more than 40 hours a week, but not on a traditional schedule. So I live in Denmark, and most of our customers are in the U.S. and Canada, which means that my customers don't wake up until 3 o'clock my time. So usually our workday starts at 8 a.m. when our daughter goes to school. So we work from about eight to two, which is I guess that's six hours. And then, and that's usually sort of focused work time. And then starting around three o'clock, I'll have phone calls with people. Um, but very often um, I end up having to have phone calls uh, with people at seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock my time, especially if they're on the US West Coast, which is a nine hour time difference. Um, and often there's, you know, there, there's a couple hours at night or, or on the weekend as well. Um, but I do have, you know, freedom during the day if I want to, to, 
uh, run errands or, or whatnot, but it's, it doesn't really fit into nine to five. (laughs) Yeah. So what advice do you have for considering for people considering what you do for their job? I would encourage them to go after what they're passionate about and read as much as you can. You know, there are so many good books on product management, um, user experience, and also on being a, a software company founder. And I would encourage you to read books or blog posts, listen to podcasts and, um, and start your own projects too. You know, you don't have to wait um, until you're an adult to run your own business. Um, I had good many lemonade stands um, as a kid, but of course you can even launch things online now um, as a kid with your parents' permission. So I would encourage you to get out there, start building, start selling, start learning. Yeah, that's really good advice. Thanks for sharing that. So this one is borrowed from Tim Ferriss, a best-selling author and one of the top podcasters in the world. What is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? I think uh, one of the best investments I've ever made uh, is actually in myself, and that would be in going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was an incredibly important thing that I did um, to go and meet with a therapist every week for four years to understand uh, why I am how I am um, and and how I can be a better person, uh, the person I want to be. And I think that relates to work in a lot of ways because it's very important to have boundaries between work and to have a sense of balance. And uh, I think to regard work as as work. and, and so I think that that was a really important investment that I made that even though I work weird hours, um, really gave me a, a lot of balance and, and um, gave me focus in my life too, that, that work is not the most important thing. Yeah, that's really good advice. Thanks. So is there a time in your life where you felt like you completely failed at something, but it ended up helping later on? Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? There was actually, I, I, I'm coming off something right now. So years ago, I had this dream of getting to go to conferences and uh, give uh, speeches and talks. And um, I wanted to do that partly because it's really fun to get to share the things that I'm passionate about. And also because when you get up on stage and talk about something, other people who are interested in that will come find you and talk to you about that. And so it makes it really fun. And I was sending out application after application to speak at conferences and meetups and they kept getting rejected. And this was maybe, yeah, maybe six or seven years ago. And um, I I was really dispirited um, and I felt like that was never going to happen, Um, but I kept trying. I also ended up um, writing my own book last year, which um, really helped a lot. And then actually last week I, I spoke at, uh, two conferences in two different countries. Um, and so it's been really rewarding, um, for, for that to happen. And, um, all, you know, on all of those things I did, there's this word called a friend catcher, which is doing something that draws people towards you who are interested in similar things. And, um, I think my book and, you know, the talks I've given in the past and then, and then now, um, have been that friend catcher and uh, that I'm really grateful 
um, that things have turned out. Yeah. What's the name of your book? Deploy Empathy, a practical guide to interviewing customers. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, I'll definitely check it out. So is there a person in your life, like a parent, grandparent, teacher, coach, or a mentor that made a huge impact on you? If so, in what way? And would you like to give that person a quick shout out? You know, I think someone who, who made a huge impact on my life and really helped me, um, encouraged me to follow my passions, um, was my high school history teacher, Mr. Walsh. Um, I always felt like when I was in his classroom, I could be myself and, uh, I was a huge history nerd and still am. And I always felt like when I walked in there, I was, I was safe and welcome and, uh, uh, and encouraged. And, um, you know, he gave me a lot of great advice, a lot of encouragement, wrote my recommendations for college. And I'm, I'm really grateful that I had him as a teacher. Yeah, that's great. I hope he listens to the episode and gets to hear that. I hope so too. I did send him an email a couple months ago, uh, thanking him. Um, it was nice to talk to him again. Yeah. So knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently growing up? You know, I'm happy with the way that my life has turned out and there have been times when things were not going well, or I was really, um, depressed or discouraged or, um, thought that things would not work out. I, uh, as somebody who graduated into a recession, I definitely had a lot of days where I was afraid, uh, whether I would ever get a job. Um, and little did I know that I would end up making my own job. Um, but no, considering that I'm, I'm happy with how things have turned out, I would not go back and change anything. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. So what's the best advice you have for young people who want to be successful in life and in their work? I would suggest that you follow what you're passionate about and don't let the fact that you're a kid hold you back, right? Um, there, there may be adults in your life who tell you you have to wait mm -hmm. uh, to do the things that you're excited about, that you want to explore. Um, but I bet there are safe, uh, age-appropriate ways for you to start um, diving deeper into those interests. And if you want to run a business, then, then when you're older, then start a business. If you want to be a journalist, start writing about your school or, or your town. Um, if you want to write codes, start writing code. My husband started writing code when he was eight. Um, so whatever it is, you know, um, get your parents on board and I'm sure they would uh, love to help you um, explore those passions. And who knows, it, it may end up being something that uh, turns into a career one day, or maybe it just, it turns into an interest of yours and not everything has to be monetized. That's okay. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice. Thanks for sharing that. Awesome. Thanks, Jenna. Now it's time for the joke of the day. What's brown, hairy, and wears sunglasses? Oh, I don't know. What? a coconut on vacation. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us on the Kids Learn Career Show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and tell your friends. See you next time.